Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the No Name Podcast. I'm Quint Charisma, and today we have a guest. His name is uh, Jeremiah Plunkett, an old friend of mine, old tag team partner. How you doing tonight, Jeremiah? So did you have to make a podcast or like call you more often? Is that what it is? Yeah, I haven't wanted to talk to you. I said, oh, I'm gonna get a podcast. He's, he's he's too big time for me now. Oh, shut that up. <laughs> um, it's how you doing, man? I haven't talked to you in a while. Wrestling as much as humanly possible. So yeah, I've been uh, really busy, and I got a girlfriend on top of that. So oh yeah, yeah, that girlfriend things they they usually take up a, a lot of your time. I wanna, let's go on just to start. You know, we're not going to talk about the normal things where people use on the podcast where they say, you know, was you a fan growing up? When did you get started? Was there, you know, you've done the, done a, oh you know quite a few of these podcasts, and everybody's unheard that. So uh, we're going to uh, start off talking just just. We're just going to shoot the breeze here, but I want to uh, let you talk about that uh, the tried and true school because I it's uh, I think that's something that I think is uh, something that's really interesting because usually uh, you know most wrestling schools and I I mean you have the big you know you got some big one you know very professional ones and then you got a million and one you know people got rings in their backyard or the garage and they just show up when you show up but it seems like y'all got a pretty good little um, you know, little thing going there. You know, so uh, just like uh, start to talk about that. You know, how how I become of, and and we'll just talk about that for a while. Uh, so when Crimson started out uh, with the whole idea of trying to pro wrestling, actually the academy was what we wanted to start first. Um, so like three years ago, he was talking about the possibility of doing a wrestling school, and if he did, he wanted me to be one of his trainers. Um, but for some reason, it seems to be easier to find a venue to run a show than a venue to hold a, uh, hold a wrestling school in. Um, so the, the promotion came first, and that actually may have been a blessing in disguise because uh, Trident Crew has run some just ridiculous events, and because of that, uh, I think it's really helped the marketing of the school. Um, so yeah, we, we run, it's a 16-week course now, it was 12. Um, we kind of model it after the way Ohio Valley Wrestling structures their training. Uh, they don't just do come as you are, come wherever you can. Um, it's a set number of dates, and you either pass, you fail, uh, you know, or you're asked to retrain, something to that effect. Uh, so, yeah, we do we do 16 weeks, two sessions a week, um, and we also just introduced an intermediate class uh, that's taught by Crazy Steve. Okay, uh, i got a question. Okay, you said y'all try to... Uh kind of uh, went by the model of OVW. As I know, like, OVW, you know, their students, they then they start working the uh, OVW shows. So, will the uh, the students that graduated from y'all's beginner class going into the uh, to the Crazy Steve class, is, the inter, is it called intermediate class? Yeah, yeah, the intermediate okay. class. Will they, um, will they get on the uh, tried and true shows? Uh, after they graduate the intermediate class, or will they actually get on some of the shows? Actually, advance a little bit into the class, or how? How do y'all even have a plan for that yet? Uh, yeah, so they're they're definitely on the short list. Um, so kind of the way the way it goes at the end of each class, we do what's called a student showcase event, 
um, basically so the students can all have their first match. Um, and this past time, uh, we had, see, we had at the end of class, we had 15 students, uh, 10 of which graduated. Uh, and, and, man, I'll say this, Clarksville really rallied around Trident Trooper Wrestling because, you know, we gave all the students some tickets to sell or whatever, and we expected to have, you know, 150 friends and family, and that's what we'd be running the show for. 300-plus standing room only in the Sango Event Center for a student showcase. I mean, granted, there's a few names on there. Crimson was on there, uh, Jax Dane, uh, Rebel, Paradise. So that's really it. Other than that, it was just students, you know, kid, kids who've never had a professional match before. But for you, we've been really marketing it on social media, going live during our workouts and whatnot. And... Like, the people followed the story and bought tickets to see the finished product. Um, as far as the tried and true main shows, uh, some people even got a small opportunity at the Smash show. Um, one guy was a manager for the uh, Powerhouse Paisans. Uh, one of the guys was in the Battle Royal. And one of the other guys uh, was uh, Buffalo Run Security. So, I mean, they're getting shots little by little, but they're, yeah, they're definitely on the, on the short list. It's the, uh, you know, if, if someone doesn't show, if there's a spot that is needed, we're going to choose from that list instead of calling somebody else. Yeah, so um, how many did you have uh, start the beginner's class this the first uh, go-around? How many actually were started, Your the total number actually started, the day, say day one, or like day one, you know, when it started? What was the actual number that started? So day one, I'd say we probably had 15. Um, we extended the, uh, the sign-ups another couple weeks, which I think we're going to do this week as well, and we grew to 19, um, but throughout the, uh, throughout the course, we lost four, uh, and then, like I said, um, five did not move on to the, uh, tried and true immediate class, due to different things, uh, you know, some got injured at an opportune times, uh, so, you know, they, they obviously couldn't compete and weren't ready to advance uh there's a couple who just didn't show up enough times and i mean if you're not there to learn we can't pass you on yeah so um, but uh, but other than that we passed 10 on um and but everybody who made it through the class got to participate in the student showcase okay i got a question the uh okay i started i had 19 and you said that y'all finished with 15 right yeah that's not bad only four people that's not bad at all. I mean, that's... Yeah, it, it, especially because, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not the pinnacle of conditioning, but uh, Crimson really likes to push the, uh, the conditioning, so we were running some pretty hectic what I call burnout drills at the end of every training, and uh, man, everyone fought hard, and the ones that made it through, I mean, 15 out of 19. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, only four... Yeah, four people dropping out on at any wrestling uh, school or anything. That's that's a low number because usually you have, especially if you have a you know if you have a high number like you know nineteen, you know, usually if you get you know, you know seven or eight to stay the whole course, it's you know it's a miracle, <laughs> you know. So. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So so there were. So you said there was five that uh, it. Did not get to go to the the intermediate, right? Yeah, there were five that didn't move on. Uh, like I said, for various reasons. So are they so, are they uh, they re-enroll into the uh, beginners course, or what? What are they doing? Yeah, all five have uh, have elected to go through it 
Well, that's um, good. So they, they, they are part of uh, this next round that just started this past week. Okay, well, that's good then. That's good. So after the immediate course is over, what what happens then? Well, so we're we're still working on on getting everything finalized. Um, so I don't want to announce anything that hasn't been made 100% final. Um, but we we are going to offer a advanced or a master's course. Um, and while I don't want to say the name, that's that's fine. I, you you don't have to. to. That's fine. I will just say he's a new effing show. Can we just put it on that? <laughs> Hey, that's all right. You fired him once. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, Tony Falk had to had to make me do his dirty work for him. <laughs> oh yeah, so goodness! That, that's, that's who we're talking to, and uh, I think we're just trying to oh. show on scheduling and everything. Well, I tell you right now, you can't get any better in the ring and out of the in the ring and out of the ring. No, one hundred, one hundred ten percent. Yeah. Guess. Yep, yep. But uh, yeah, uh, and then the question: the um, the building y'all are using, what is it's is it actually a fitness center that y'all yeah, use? So it's called O Twenty Four Health and Fitness. It's in Woodlawn, Tennessee, which is a small suburb of Clarksville. Um, and in the back of the gym, um, they have like uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a room. It's got mats on the floor. It's got the hardwood for Zumba class and all that. Uh, and yeah, we, we rent out that back room. So do y'all rent it out? Um, do y'all have to tear the ring and put it up every time, or or does nope, it stay it up? It stays up all the time. Thank goodness. Oh, so 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 y'all rent the room. So basically, y'all got it twenty. Y'all rent it by twenty four seven. So it's y'all's room then. Yeah. Okay. So nobody can go back in there. It's not supposed to be then, right? Well, so like during during training, the people really don't come in. But like when we're not using the space, you know, we still they're still allowed to go back there and because well, there, there's some dead, deadlift racks back there and whatnot, so they still go back there and do that. And like uh, Zumba still goes in there one night a week and stuff and stuff like that. So like, we still share the room. But like, like when y'all are having uh, the training classes, that people don't come back there, though, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, that's good. That's a good deal. I, and I've seen the videos. Yeah, it looks like a nice. Uh, Nice clean facility, because <laughs> some you know I've seen some that's you know, but yeah it looks uh, it looks nice. Um, so that's what about five miles, six miles outside of uh, Clarksville. Roughly, yeah, yeah, it's right outside. It's right past the city limits. Okay, so I looked on the map. It didn't look like it was that far out. So no, not at all. Yeah, that's yeah, because you say it's not you know you say the actual would say Woodlawn is that what you said it was. Yeah, yeah, if you say that, and you're like, you're thinking, where in the crap is that? And then you look on the map, it's just like right there. It's like, it's like, okay, you know. It's a, but uh, yeah, it's um, it was like a nice place. Uh, do the uh, the students do they get a uh, do they get like a discount on a, a the gym membership, or do they have to pay, or is it included in y'all's uh, training school? Or how does that work out? Uh, so yeah, they do get it. They do get a discount. Um, they actually get a hefty discount. Uh, um, monthly memberships are normally forty dollars there. Uh, if they choose to get a membership, um, we'll, uh, Jules, who's the owner of the gym, has given us a discount of fifteen dollars a month. So they'll pay fifteen dollars a month. Oh, um, wow, that's good. And and while we don't say that they have to have a gym membership there, we do strongly encourage it. Um, but we do. Uh, kind of require them all to have a gym membership of some sort. 
That's not bad, 15 bucks, you know. No, not at all. Not no, at all. that's not bad. Okay, how's yeah? I was, you know, it seems like uh, y'all got a good thing going there. You know, the promotion. You know, I, you know, Clarksville has always been notorious for a um, a dead town, and um, which you know, uh, I think uh, Tommy's doing it right. Uh, going, we all run like every three to four months. Um, we're looking to hopefully increase that at some point. Not necessarily big Wilma Rudolph shows, but we're looking to like up the smaller shows in and around the area. Um, like we're doing a, a fundraiser type show actually this Friday uh, in Gallatin um, at uh, what's it called Station Camp High School, I believe. Yeah, Station Camp. That's what. Yeah, yeah we're, we're doing a like a fundraiser show for them, and it's under the Trident Crew the Global Force Manor. So. The uh, so is that with so is that um that show is that uh, Crimson and um Jeff Jarrett show are they running it together? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a joint deal. Okay, so I noticed some they run you know different stuff I've seen where it'll say uh, Global Force and it'll say uh, you know TNT tried and true on it. So, so I didn't know if that how how that was how that worked out on that. But uh, yeah, I saw that y'all were running Station Camp, um, that benefit show. Um, so, what about the uh, y'all do some bar shows in Clarksville during the the time in between the the uh, y'all's big shows? What, what's the deal with those? Uh, so yeah, the, we run those at O'Connor's Irish Pub. Um, it, it's uh, run by Greg. He's the owner, uh, one of the owners, and uh, they're one of the sponsors. They're one of our chief sponsors. Uh, so we, what we do is in between times we have what we call the O'Connor's Fight Series. Um, basically, it's just a uh, smaller scale tried and true show, um, and that's where a lot of guys will get the opportunity to like. Sometimes they'll be trying out for the main show, or you know, just just different talent comes in. It doesn't have the the same huge setup as the Wilma show, but there's still names and. It's, it's not an adult show because it is open for all ages while the show's going on, um, but we do get a little more wild, a little more risque there. Okay. So how many times do y'all do those a year? Uh, so we just started those last year, um, or the year before. I'm trying to remember exactly. Um, but I believe we've only run three of those so far. Not really a set number, just kind of when we can schedule. Okay. Um, they also run a lot of concerts out of that venue. Okay. Uh, they have a big concert stage in the back of it. Uh, so it's just kind of whenever we can fit, fit and everything will, will work out. Okay. So basically when the basically when y'all schedule and their schedule can match up, y'all y'all right. run that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's uh that's a pretty good deal. Um, how many does the uh okay the, is it the Wimmel Rudolph Center? Is that the main building y'all run? <laughs> Center, yeah. Okay. Um, if you're asking how many it holds, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I, I know our last event we talked 2,000 people. Okay. Is it all uh, chairs or is it got bleach risers at all? It's, all? it's all chairs and uh, we do it until we run out. We had standing room only at the last one, so. Okay. I was wondering because I've seen pictures and videos. It's like it's so many. I couldn't tell if there's you know if there was any little risers in, but there was it was. No, it's just all it's just all chairs. Man. So what what. Okay, I've never heard of the building before until y'all started running. Uh, is it uh, 
Where is it actually located? Is it near Austin P or is it, uh, where is it actually located at? Uh, I'm trying to remember the exit. I believe it's exit 11. Um, it's on Loma Rudolph Boulevard, obviously. Uh, it's right by the, the park, by the way. Like, the park's literally right behind it. Um, uh, yeah. I'm is it Dumb, Dumbar? Is it, is it Dumbar something? Uh, Dumbar Lake yeah. or something like that? Um, no, it's not by Dunbar. I, okay. I know where the Dunbar area is. Like I said, it's, it's right out in the middle of downtown. Okay, like so... Where the, where the river runs through it. Because I noticed it looks like a really nice building. Is it... Is it, uh, it, it is. Like, before that, they were holding, like, military... They like, had, like, the military balls and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering, because I look... I mean, it's from what I could tell, you know, when there's full of people, it's kind of hard to tell exactly, you know, what it would have been used for, but you can tell it's a really... Really nice building. Yeah, one, one side's all glass, like all giant glass windows. It was really, really cool, especially when we're like just starting the shows during the summer. Yeah. And so you're just kind of getting that sunset going through the windows. It makes a really cool lighting effect. Yeah. I got a question about, okay, I know uh, usually when buildings like that, when people go to, uh, to try to rent those buildings for wrestling, they usually get turned away in the blink of an eye. So how did in the world did uh, Crimson? How did he he uh, get that building? Because usually something nice like that, they will you know they frown on the wrestling. Did he have any connections or anything with that? Uh, I'm sure he did. So like before he was even getting everything together, I know he was doing a lot of community outreach and raising awareness for it uh, for the company before we had our first show. Um, so I do, I do imagine that he, you know, tried to know, you know, let me who he needed to know and whatnot. Um, he's, you know, he's a pretty integral space in that community. Uh, when they do meet and greets, people come out to see him. Um, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. It's a weird little niche thing that we've built in that town. Yeah, it's like I said earlier, you know, it's always been known as a dead town, but, uh, no, but I don't think, I think why, why y'all, what works for y'all is because y'all, you you run it every, you know, once every three or four months, quarterly, and, um, the, you know, there's the advertising, the sponsors, and just the, you can see the legwork that's done is, is crazy, you know, you don't see an independent promotion doing that kind of legwork, you know? Oh, no, not at all, I, that's why I always, I always see, tease Crimson that, uh, you know, when I text him, I don't get worried till I don't get a text two days later, because he's just always busy, always hustling, yeah, always you know talking new deals and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's um, that's amazing. You'll see, <laughs> it's like you'll see the the one of the advertisement posters and at the bottom. You'll see like, in, you know, fifteen different you know sponsors, and it's like, wow. You know, nowadays you'd be lucky if you can get one sponsor for a wrestling show. You know. <laughs> So he, he targets small business. He, he doesn't really, you know, we, we have a, a, a big business sponsor too, like Budweiser or Park Sale. But as far as, most of our sponsors are small businesses. Yeah. And, and they, you know, we don't just, so I know a lot of wrestling shows, like they'll, when they go for a sponsor, they'll be like, hey, we'll announce your name during intermissions. No, we have a booth set up for them. You know, and they can come, they can sell stuff, they can, come with uh you know examples of their wear whatever their product is yeah uh, i know one of our big sponsors was uh 
River uh, was River at Marina, I believe, or River at like uh, Water Sports. I'll be, yeah. You got to get them sponsors right now, buddy. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we actually had a boat in there. Oh, really? That they had made. Yeah, wow. Nice. And, and uh, later that night, Crimson ended up jumping off of it. Fourth and Elbow dropped for a tape. <laughs> so, I mean, we got to do neat stuff like that. But, uh, you know, they they really do give to their sponsors. Like, it's, like I said, it's not just, hey, we'll announce your name at intermission. It's we will give you something for this. You will be there. People will go by, you know, they'll go by your, your station. And yeah. they'll, they'll get your name. It's not just gonna be something for yeah. a microphone for a second yeah the old uh i know the i the old uh, thing with uh get sponsors you would uh get a, a little bitty uh about like a uh like a four by six uh ad in the program you know <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's what you know you didn't you know you'd get that's what you'd offer the sponsors you know back in the day you'd go you'd go around trying to sell your like yeah, we'll give you a little four by six uh, spot in the program, you know. But uh, the whole uh, the whole business, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The um, his uh, what's the business? Oh crap! What's the word? Yes, is uh, is very it's smart because he's not he's, he's running. He don't go in there and try to run it, you know, every week, every other week, or at least once a month. Which that's what's killed, you know. That's why the town was dead, you know. And you can't run, you know, that and the way he, you know, he brings people in. I mean, his whole model, you know. Now, if he could just I tell you, if he could take that, and get like another big town and try, you know, and do the same model, you know, I think that would uh, that would be pretty cool, if, you know, if he could start doing it. And basically, I could probably could actually build, you know, because. It's the that model is you know I don't know if he could well try things there well Na Nashville's dead so it wouldn't work there but just what he's got going on there is I mean that's just really it's really good I've noticed he his payroll has got to be outrageous. Well, I, I would assume. <laughs> I, don't I mean, just by look. I mean, yeah, just by looking at the just looking at the card. But I, I'm I guess with all these sponsors and stuff. You know, and then when you draw on that kind of crowd, <laughs> I mean, it pays for it. But and, but a lot of people, I think that's he he gives. I think what he get he gives, you know, he brings people in, you know, he, and not just one person or two. He brings a bunch of. I think that's. I mean, just his whole you know, the whole business model is is working, man. I just don't think he. I don't think you know, not too many people could do what he's doing. You know, because it's a lot more to it than just getting a building, putting up a ring, putting up some flyers. You know, like I said, he, that legwork that he does is, you know, is, is crazy. So it, it's like it's it's the difference between running just a a random show and putting on an event. And I think Trudger like really tries to put on you know as, as close to a big event as you can without like pyro or anything like that. But yeah, it's definitely a big event. It's not a you know. <laughs> You know the whole thing. You know you listen. Everybody on the internet calls. Uh, they lot. They call uh, TNA's. Uh, it's TNA's best uh, spot show or whatever it was house show or something like that. That's what they call it. He runs a better. He runs. Yeah, he runs. Was it? He runs a better. He runs a better house show 
a TNA house show than TNA does or something like that. It's which is yeah, the truth. I mean, it's it's the truth, man. He, you know, he takes the guy. I mean, he takes you know a lot of TNA guys and draws better than TNA draws with them. You know. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, it, oh, yeah. or they might like watch it occasionally, but they'll never miss a tried and true show. It's yeah. It's a weird, uh, it's a really weird concept. I'm not used to used to seeing. You know. Yeah. They'll, it's... Uh, you know, they'll they'll advertise, start advertising people slowly but surely as TN, as a TNT superstars. Yeah. And like if, if people get excited off that, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, has he ever thought about uh, TV? Or is that even in the, with even an idea? That has been mentioned. Uh, I don't know where we're at as far as that goes, uh, but that has been mentioned. Hmm. Okay, I, you know, I thought about it. Would would TV even would it even help? I don't. You know, if you're if you're going to say like a three to four month show, would TV even would that even help? I seem like that would be. The way that's set up, unless you, you know, unless he starts, um, you know, venturing out, you know, running other, a lot more, you know, more often, in other places, that, maybe. That, but that's what I would think is that if he was to do TV, he would increase his number of shows, but venture into different markets. Yeah, because I'm saying because if y'all drawing, the way y'all drawing, there's no, I wouldn't not see a reason to have TV. You know, for Clarksville, because I mean, that's that'd just be more money. That'd be wasting to me. It'd be wasting money, time, and money, because I mean, what you, what is what's going on is is working. So, you know, that would seem to me be like a waste of time. You know. So uh, yeah. I can see that because the current formula is definitely working now. Yeah. Um, but you know, if we if we can get the right deal, like we're already doing our stuff on High Spots Network, which helps some. Yeah. Um, as far as exposure wise. Uh, but you know, as far as our, our, our current process is working, yeah. um, now we'll just see when you know when it comes time to grow. Because if we if we keep growing, one day we're going to outgrow the event center. But you know, it, that's a possibility. Yeah. But you know, so we just gotta kind of guess play it by ear. I guess that's kind of what we've been doing for the past yeah. three years. Yeah. Well, I said you know it. What he's got, you know, the way everything's set up, you know, it works perfect for, you know, for what it is. So that's pretty cool. All right, so you got that. So you got the school. You see, you do that what two nights a week? Yeah, I do two nights a week, Sunday and Monday. Okay, so where are you? So, uh, so where are you working at now? Uh, like, do you have any uh, every week uh, bookings, or do you? Uh, are you just are you know? Where you're at towns every week, or you got every month town? What What's your uh, schedule looking like now? actually kind of stay away from the weeklies I get or if I do them like I just got done doing uh, a short stint at uh, Resolute Wrestling in Crossville um, if I do a weekly I'll come in for six weeks do a small angle and then leave I, I get really bored doing a weekly anymore um, I don't know why I just, I, I just do uh, so like I said yeah I'll come in and do a short stint storyline and then and then bounce out. Um, got a few monthlies. Like I'll go. I'm going to Illinois a good bit and working for Strictly Insane Pro Wrestling up there. Uh, Sam Cosby's a promoter. 
I worked for a guy named Leroy Justice. He runs Hartford, Kentucky. Um, I've got some dates coming up for the Waddells. Uh, they're on like the Central City area. Um, yeah, a lot of Kentucky, Illinois, uh, some Tennessee. I've been working in Knoxville for Kapow Wrestling. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the gist of it. Just kind of anywhere and everywhere. And you, you know I me, mean? I get bored too long in one place. Yeah. So yes, I'm saying what I can see. It don't sound like you, uh, you don't work, uh, you know, every week towns anymore. It seems like you're always got. It seems like every weekend you're. It seems like you're at a different place. Well, I mean, you know, as well as I do, especially locally, the yeah, every week towns it just comes with trauma, and it's stupid. Is there what actually what is there? Just say Middle Tennessee area. Uh, how many actually? Uh, weekly t- shows is there at t- you know weekly towns? Uh, There's not many anymore, is there? It, it, it's not like it used to be. It used to be able to work almost five nights a week. Um, Columbia Mayhem Wrestling runs weekly on Fridays. Uh, who who runs, runs that? That's Cody Whitehead and Freddie Morton. Okay, so Freddie Morton's running. Is, is he's doing it with him? Uh, last night, last I checked, last time I was in contact with him, yeah, Freddie was working with him. Hey, let me uh, let me take a little break real fast, and uh, we'll come back right with you. Just hold on, folks. All right, fans, sorry about that. I had to take a little break there for a minute, but um, how were we talking about that? Whatever sponsor he plugged in there, buy their stuff. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got no sponsors, but. We'll <laughs> I don't know how that works out. I can barely figure out how to work this thing. I don't know how that sponsor stuff works out. Um, on, man. We got, you got to do the leg work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My legs don't work, so that's anymore. <laughs> that might be a problem. <laughs> leg drops on the floor will do that to you. Hey, you got that right. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about the, the uh, promotions around Middle Tennessee that run every week. You said uh, Columbia. Is that what you, you said? Columbia was running every week on yeah, Fridays? Columbia runs Fridays. Let me, let me tell you this little anecdote real quick just because we brought up leg drops. I had to teach those a couple months back. <laughs> I haven't done a leg drop in forever, right? <laughs> I do it and immediately feel pain shoot up my lower back. Yep. <laughs> I get up and I look down and I go, and that's the one demonstration you're going to get. He better learn from Three it. Three days my lower back hurts. I live with that every day, man. <laughs> I'm glad I took that out of my arsenal. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, people don't realize, I mean, it don't, you know, when you're doing them every week or whatever, or, you know, three or four times a week, you know, in matches, it, you don't feel it, you know, but man, it, you don't do them for a while, and you do them, it, 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 it rattles you, and, and then, you know, ten years later, it really rattles you every day, you try to, <laughs> you try to get up, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder Hogan had to give him fake hips. Yeah, I mean, it's... It was, a, it was insane. Yeah, it's, it, it just jams your spine, man. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so they run... How So, uh, uh, who's some of the people that work there? Do you know anybody that works down there? Um, I, I know kind of the people who come in um, and work there. So there's this... Uh, I want to say younger guy. He's older than me, but he's younger in the business. Uh, named Mario Jackson. He works there. He's pretty decent. Um, let's see, who do they got on the roster? LT Fawk works regularly there, um, as well as Miss Rachel. Uh, 
uh, from time to time they'll bring in the hooligans and uh, Mikey McFagan, guys like that. Just they bring people in every now and then. All right, yeah. so so who else is running week runs weekly? Uh, so also on Fridays, UConn Jack is still running SWF in Tulum, Tennessee. Uh, Caleb Courageous is doing Resolute Wrestling. That's in Crossville. Is and that that's either weekly or semi-weekly? I'm okay. Not 100%. All right. And then uh, Saturdays, ASW in Lewisburg is still up and running. Uh, Tap down in McMinnville area, Morrison, Tennessee, yeah. is running, and that's about all I can think of. Well, you got the Franklin, Kentucky. I mean, that's I consider that Middle Tennessee because I mean that's. Okay. If you consider that Middle Tennessee, then yes, uh, AW New South runs Fridays in Franklin, Kentucky. Yeah, because that's closer. It's closer to Nashville than any of them other other ones are. <laughs> and then if you want to go south, right across the line, uh, Rocket City Championship Wrestling. Uh, runs right across the Alabama line, and I forget the town's name. Yeah, where is, I was going to ask you what town, because I see the uh, people, ever, you know, the advertisement on it, and um, I knew it was in Alabama, I just wondered what was that. They run it's, a lot of shows. It, it's a town, ju- I mean, like right outside Fayetteville. Oh, is it um, Hazel Green, maybe? Hazel, Hazel Green, that's it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sign, and if you're not paying attention, the building's right there on the right. Okay. It's right on the other side. Are they doing like a, a big show in Huntsville? Uh, yeah, they have a, a big show in Huntsville coming up. Uh, At the Bond? Na- a lot of names on it. And At the Bond Braun Bon Braun Center, ain't it? I believe so. Yeah, yeah the big building. They're doing a live something, uh, something to wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard, I believe. It, it, it looks like it's going to be a a big deal. Yeah, I saw um, a thing on it. Man, they have some, a lot of names on that thing. I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I saw, I saw the flyer and I was like, holy cow. Yeah, that's a big building too. That's, um, you know, that's, you know, you know, New York ran there, Atlanta ran there, you know, T- I think TNA when they first started. Wasn't their first show from there? TNA? So. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, so that thing, you know, I, I'm sure it holds at least 8,000? It was either Huntsville or Birmingham 1. It was their first show. But I do know they have ran there before. TNA has ran there, so. Um, I bet it at least holds. I bet it at least holds 6,000 at least. Yeah, Because it's, it's, it's a big building, yeah. Mm, that's a big. Um, yeah, hey man, good luck to them. Yeah, exactly. Cause, uh, I'm, I'm all about, dude. Uh, you, you've got to admit, I know you're, you're kind of staunch on the Indies now, but the Independence now. It's, it's insane what they're doing. I mean, Cody and the Bucks just put 10,000 in, uh, in Chicago at the Sears Center or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I, to me, I still say independent wrestling is dead as a overall, you know, try to run every week. But. Oh, I think the time of the weekly towns are gone. Yeah. 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 But if you, it, though, if you want to run a promotion, you know, yeah, like, I, you know, let me talk about how Tommy does it, you know, and, um, you know, and, and like, you know, like Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, I mean, that, I mean, who else has put, you know, 10,000 butts in, in a building for wrestling in, in the United States? 
besides New York, you know? Yeah, and even that, <laughs> that's outside of a, a big pay-per-view, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, they're smart because they're, it, you know, you got, you, you can't, yeah, the, 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 the days of the weekly towns and, you know, are, you know, are dead. But yeah, independent wrestling, if you want to, if, you know, go, you know, that, the model of running, just do a big show here, you know, here and there, whatever. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You know, but yeah, it's, um, that's just 10,000 people, man. That's, that's, that's crazy. And to sell out in 30 minutes. Yeah, insane. that, yeah. Did you see, um, uh, I know a lot of people have probably, I didn't, I didn't read the whole thing, but something where I think a guy had bought a ticket, uh, to that show and was, and something happened where he could, he wasn't going to be able to make the transportation, uh, and like Cody's going to pay for his transportation to get him there or something like that. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. So I, I've seen a, a couple different, uh, situations like that. I believe one, the, uh, they did another one, um, to where the guy wanted to go, but he has cancer or something like that. So they're going to do a setup so he can watch it or something crazy. But like Cody Rhodes is a saint. I just want to throw that out there. I mean, he's, he just seems like the best person in the world. Never met him. Don't know, but yeah, I, I've seen it. And I was like, I man, don't see anybody being that fake. You know what I mean? It's just no. Know. I mean, because my here's you know, you know, I've you know read a couple of things. People say, oh, you know, he's doing it for publicity. When you saw a ten thousand seat arena, you don't need the publicity. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, what's he need? Yeah. So I mean, I think he did that. You know. The, the little the thing I'm talking about with that guy, he, I think he did that, you know, as a good person because, like I said, he don't need the publicity. I mean, good grief, you know. I mean, so I mean that's really, you know, a cool thing, you know. You don't, you know, that's just, you know, I don't, you never, I don't think anybody would, uh, if you know, if uh, say you bought a ticket to a WWE show and you weren't going to be able to, you know, transfer, I'm, I don't sure, I don't think they're going to send you a, a you know, uh, the office is going to send a, a, a thing to you and tell you that, you know, don't worry about it, we'll get you there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they will, I mean, if, it, you know, if you got like a, you know, if you're like a, you know, a, like, you know, a kid with, you know, a disease or something, you know, they do good stuff like that, but just, you know, just a normal fan, I mean, you don't hear that, man, that's, so that's that's you know really cool that you know he he he'll do that you know. Oh, hundred percent. Dude, I I'm huge fans of him and the Bucks and all the stuff they're doing. Yeah, I don't really uh I don't really care for Young Bucks style. You know their work. I just can't get into it. But from the stuff I've read, them as actually human beings, I mean they are really genuine, good good guys, man, and, and do a lot of and you know. They, you know, I've heard you know, they will give you their shirt off their back, man. That they're actually, you know, good human beings. And that goes a long way, man. It's uh, yeah, the, the business is really kind of shifting away from that carny mentality, I think. Oh, it definitely has. I mean, it's um, it's that what I've seen. You know, I'm I don't I'm not around it anymore. I just see you know what people post on the internet and stuff and read stuff, but just the mentality. Especially on the independent scene, of uh, you know, especially when I broke in, you know, 
uh, it was, um, everybody's a mark, you know, let's see what we can get over on the marks, let's get, let's get, you know, let's get the last penny out of the marks. Nowadays, independents seem, especially the higher ups, the word mark ain't even out, isn't, it's not there no more. Nobody, you know, it's, uh, the, the boys, what little bit I've seen, they treat them as fans, not as marks anymore. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it, so it's funny because they still support them. So I think it's almost like you show us respect, and because of that, we support you. Yeah. You know, the Cody and the Bucks don't insult their fans, like on marks, whatever. Yep. And they're just good. They're just good to them, and the fans buy a billion T-shirts. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's totally it's changed. But it had to, you know. Um, it's you know it's different back, especially in the territory days. But now everything is is so different. So you got to, um, you know, everybody's smart. Everybody knows everything. So you got to actually, you know, respect that they, you know, they know what's going. But you know, then you still got your smart marks that's gonna. Think they know everything and down everything is you know what I'm saying that people do, but but the majority you know of the fans you know you it's you know you don't have that you get that um, you get love and respect thing now. Before it was you know you didn't you know everybody was a mark you just see what you could get out of them you know because you know it was a ter you know back in those territories you could you know they were gonna, the fans are gonna come and you know they're gonna come, but nowadays you know. You want you know you gotta you want the fans to come so you you know you show them respect and, they, and they'll give respect and they'll come and they say then buy your your gimmicks and stuff because I'm not gonna say merch I will never say merch it's still gimmick to me gimmicks but uh, yeah it's totally different you know but um so um do you uh when's the last time you worked in um in Franklin Kentucky for them. Soon, I think uh, I'm gonna go back up there. Like I said, I only like doing spurts here and there. I yeah. don't like going anywhere too long. Yeah, so I hadn't seen your name up there in a long time. It seemed like, but um, the um, so does anybody run Nashville regularly anymore? I, I can tell you one now. It seemed like they're for I know like it seemed like from the early 2000s to I guess. 2011, 12, it seemed like you'd have three or four promotions running weekly shows in the Nashville area. And now there's none. That's crazy. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'd always heard people as I was breaking in and as I was younger in the business talking about killing a town or burning out a town. I think that's finally what happened in Nashville. Actually, it was burnout out one <laughs> before that. <laughs> that's crazy because I don't, I mean, and then you had Stadium in would have a show on Friday night and Saturday night. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. At one point, Wednesday, it's Yeah, that's, yeah. That just, that's crazy. <laughs> but, you know. I, I think Nashville went from being burnt out to scorched earth. Yeah. I, th I think it's going to be a little while before anybody can run really regularly there. 
Well, uh, um, now, now Jesse. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was Jesse? They're uh, they're doing pretty good with uh, their sub promotion, um, but they're marketing totally different. Yeah. You know, they're marketing uh, kind of like as an underground thing to hipster type kids, and it's it's working out really well. It's not your normal southern wrestling. Yeah, and he um, what was he run like once every two to three months. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah see, that's another. Yeah, he runs. He that's another. See, I think that's the thing. That's the key. Now it looks like if you're gonna run, you, you know, run every you know three to four months. But yeah, he he's got a whole. His thing's different. Yeah, he he's not. Um, his product is not. Uh, he's not putting out a product and trying to draw in the normal wrestling fans. He's got a whole uh, different. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, niche. Yeah. Yeah, he's not marketing to the tour actual the regular wrestling fans. Right. So I mean, so yeah, that's he's got a good little thing going there, and um, he's about the only person that I know it's that actually has shows still in Nashville. From what I can, what, what little bit I've seen, you know. Yeah, besides the periodic overdrive shows, and I don't think Freedom Pro is coming back this year. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, Overdrive didn't do that good last time, did they? I haven't seen. I'm not sure. I heard the crowd was down. From their from their first show, I heard it was down a lot. But, um, that's, um, that's enough. Uh, that, yeah, they run, what, like, I think they ran, was it two or three shows they've run? Or is this their I third one? I believe, I believe this past one was the third one. Okay. But I heard it was down from the... But it's still, I mean, I heard it's still a decent crowd, but when you, you know, but, uh, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess Nashville just finally, you know, is just, um, you know, done. Oh, it's been done. I mean, because, you know, when you're run, running, every, you know, they're running Nashville every week and drawing 50 people. You know, that's dead. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so, you know. So, I mean, it's been dead for a long time. But people still try to run it. But, um, so, if you uh, have you went down and worked for uh, Burt Prentice since he uh, opened up in, uh, was it Jackson? I have not worked for Burt Prentice in a good while besides when he runs joint shows with James. I would to be a new, new South, but uh, with that said, I have seen some of his Jackson stuff. And it seems like, yeah, it's pretty good. A uh, little deal there. Uh, from what I understand, you know, he runs his big events at the, uh, uh, I forgot what the venue's called. It's Omer, uh, it's Omar, Omar. Omen Arena. Yeah, Omen. Omen Arena, yeah. But uh, from what I understand, downstairs, they have a studio set up for him, and he yeah. runs TV out of there. Yeah, they, uh, I've seen a uh, uh, little bit of his TV. Uh, I know they yeah, said that it's he... A, it's on the high spots network, I know that. Yeah, they... I think they said they that they just renewed uh, the local TV station uh, picked it up again. They're gonna they're gonna keep showing on the local TV down there in Jackson. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. You know, I mean, if you can, because I think he he don't he doesn't run the um, he does he don't do his TV every week there. He he does he uh, do like a big show? I mean, a big TV taping and and. and Spices it up because I know he runs a lot of other places. I've noticed around. Um, I know he runs uh, Gladeville uh, about once a month, and I know he runs. Um, 
So uh, a lot of those uh, West Tennessee towns around the, you know, Jackson area, and uh, I think Dixon. Don't he run Dixon every now and then too? Uh, I don't think it's actually Dixon. I think it's Burns. Burns. Okay, yeah, Burns. That's right outside of it. About um, there on. I think it's seventy. I think Highway seventy, maybe. It's just well about ten, about ten fifteen miles outside of of um, Dixon, I do believe. Yeah, right outside of it. Yeah. So he's staying pretty. As I know, he stays. He's running at least one show a week, so. But yeah, I seen the, the, the little TV. Yeah, the little TV thing he does, man. I, I like that because it's the old, the old. Uh, it reminds me of when he did TV when he first come to Nashville back in '97, and he was doing or was it '96? Trying to remember. Is it '90? I think it might have been. I can't remember. Is it '96, '97? He was taping out at the old. Uh, Armory on Sitco Drive, Sitco Drive in Nashville, and the way it was set up was, you know, it kind of reminds me of the little the setup that that um, he's got down there now. But yeah, it's uh, seems like he's doing pretty good. But um, so you got any uh, big shows coming up you want to plug? Uh, the, the biggest coming up I've got is uh, this Friday night we're doing that. Like I said, we're doing that uh, fundraiser at Safety Camp High School. Uh, Global Force Wrestling and tried to join up that. Uh, we got the Rock and Roll Express there, Jeff Garrett's there, uh, Crazy Steve, uh, the War Kings, and uh, I'll be there. Come buy a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the uh, it's for, uh, uh, what is it? Um, oh, crap, I can't remember. I saw it's for a, uh, some kind of uh, kids thing, isn't it? Uh, hold on a second, I'll tell you exactly what it's for. Uh, this is me not being very prepared. That's all right. Oh, he's got it in my phone. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's for a good cause. Anytime you can help out, uh, help out the kids with you know with disabilities is uh, it's always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, the proceeds go to the Ray of Hope Foundation. Ray of Hope. Okay. Yeah, that's a good deal. But I don't think anybody's ran. I know nobody's ever ran that school. That school's only about what. 10, 15 years old, maybe. So yeah, I know that, and nobody's ran really Gallatin or Hendersonville, you know. Well, I mean, there's been, well, people run Gallatin, but nobody's run Hendersonville. That's, you know, but so, but I think it'll do good because it's, you know, it's for this, uh, for the calls and everything. So I think it'll, and, you know, I'm, and I'm sure, you know, Jared's put a lot of uh, time promoting it and legwork since it's right in his backyard, so. Uh, as, much, as much as we talk about Crimson uh, being a publicity machine, so Jeff Garrett, man. Yeah, I've always pretty said that. I always yeah, said I'm that. Sure, pretty sure Crim learned a lot of what he knows from Jeff. See, I've always I said that years and years ago. I was like, why they need? I always said that TNA need to they Jeff need to get out of the ring and just be in the office because man, he could sell ice to an Eskimo. I mean, when it comes to promo, you know, promoting and. Getting stuff like you know, getting your sponsors lined up, get your show. You know what I'm saying? All the leg work and stuff, man. He, I mean, man. He's the man, and there's no one to like sitting and just BSing with more than just. Yeah, he, he's awesome. But, um, he got me a cool, cool deal here recently where I got to do uh, a between the innings little skit uh, at the Nashville Sounds Arena, and that was awesome. Arena, a, Sound Stadium. Uh, <laughs> you can tell you're not a baseball fan. <laughs> you know, oh, you, you know that. You know that well. You, you know I watch 
watch it live. I won't watch it on TV and listen to the World Series. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I dressed up as uh, one of the Sound's opponent players, opposing players, and uh, took a guitar shot from the mascot, and that was fun. Did he stiff you? Oh, it was, it was rough. <laughs> so it looked like he didn't get you in the middle of it. It looks like the guitar wasn't in, the shot wasn't in the middle of the guitar. It looked like it was like on the side. <laughs> See, I, I went in thinking Jeff was getting me the guitar. Oh, he ribbed you, didn't he? <laughs> well, no, no. I found, I found out shortly after the movie The Mascot. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think Jeff got to see the guitar beforehand. It was a, it was a little snug ski. Oh, man. Well, it wasn't bad. Uh, it's funny. I was bleeding a little bit. And uh, they get me up and they get me in the tunnel. And they're like, oh, we can take you to the team doctor. And Jeff just laughs. He's like, give him a nap and he's fine. <laughs> She'll say, Give me, I'll take a couple t-shirts, a couple caps. <laughs> Season tickets? All right, bring them up. I'll take some of those. <laughs> Should have worked them on that, man. <laughs> yeah. Was y'all there, promo there promoting the um, the show coming up for uh, Friday night? Uh, no, Jeff, uh, Jeff threw up the first pitch. And we've got, like, you know, signing stuff and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, he was just kind of the guest of honor that night. Well, I'm sure he was plugging it when he was signing autographs, so. Oh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett plug something? No. <laughs> hey, it's yeah, what no, I, I guarantee he was. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't blame him. That's what he said. He, 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 he had a sweet double J jersey on that I kind of wanted. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, as it, it, sweet as uh, sounds black and red jerseys. Huh. Music City on the front and double J across the shoulders. I was like, man, that's awesome. Huh. <laughs> All right, well, we got about mm, six more minutes, so... Uh, is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you got, you know, like to talk about? Because we've got about six minutes. I don't want to really get started on anything else. So if you got anything you want to just talk about, we can. Because like I said, we've got about six more minutes. And we'll have to wrap it up because they only give us an hour on here. Oh, man, you're going to let the kid call the spots? What's wrong with you? Hey, I'm... <laughs> yeah, I figured... Yeah, I figured I'll let you call something for once. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I heard, I heard you mention this. Uh, and I want, I want you to tell a story. Uh, you don't have to name names or anything, but I heard you mention this on one of your uh, podcasts with Gordy. And I think everybody needs to know about the time that you shot on the booking notebook. <laughs> oh. Tell it or I'll tell it from my side. Uh, I'll let you tell it, kid. <laughs> uh, so, but well, you'll probably correct me on the details because my memory is shot, but... Uh, the gist of it is we had some guys, Quinn was booking a, a small independent in Laverne, Tennessee, and it actually built their crowd quite significantly. Um, when Quinn had taken over the book, a couple guys, I guess, didn't like the idea or something, I don't know, but they did a walkout in the middle of the ring. Well, weeks later, when they're not getting any work anywhere else, one of them comes back, uh, Quentin wasn't going to use them, then he got asked by the actual owner of the promotion to use them uh so he goes all right whatever i'll put you in this tag match well he didn't want to do a tag match so he whined to the owner and came back okay i don't want to do a tag match all right fine i'll put you in a singles match you over with a roll up well the guy goes out there and proceeds to hit his finish and 
Quentin loses his mind, throws the notebook on the ground, stomping on it. It's one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen, but it also made the locker room really tense. Okay, so I don't mean to cut you off. That was the same night, but that ain't that wasn't the actual where the notebook got beat up. The that was it got it started that right there, and it was right when that happened. I was trying to tell them I was going to put um, Lee Cross and put him over and I was going to push him as my top heel because I didn't have anybody and they kept saying because they were going to uh, they had a cruiserweight trophy thing and I said I'm putting Dyron over for that tonight I'm put, making Lee Cross will push him as my top heel and they said no uh, they want Lee to go over for the, the Cruiserweight Trophy. And I said, no. Dyron's going over. Lee's going. I'm putting, He's going to be in the main and we'll start a program. No. And it just went back and forth. And that finish happened with that. And that, that finish, with what you talked about, just happened. I was still arguing with it. And finally, I just took the book, slammed it down, and then just lost my mind. Started stomping it and everything. So and it was like a combined. It was that. And that happening at the same time with all the other bullcrap happening, you know. And if the people could have seen the promo Clint was cutting on this notebook, I mean, we would have had patch houses forever. But then there's me who, like, I agree with everything Clint's saying, but I also don't want to be in a locker room where everyone's annoyed. So I get up and drop an elbow on the notebook just to try to relieve the, uh, relieve the tension in the locker room. But yeah, I'll remember that until the day I die. That notebook never saw it coming. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like I said that stuff happened, and then I was trying to get that tell them that no, we we we're going we're going to go this way with you know with with Dyron and Lee Cross, and and that just happens when I'm arguing with this to get this over, and it just I had it. <laughs> I was done. I and threw that notebook down and started, and it was that was it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, I don't know how, how many times our, our old departed friend Shane Small sold that story to everybody. <laughs> oh, Shane, God bless him. He was a good one. Well, yeah, we got uh, about a minute left here. Um, I'm gonna bring you back on, and I'm gonna have some uh, more, be more prepared because I told you tonight we're just gonna kind of wing it. But uh, I'm gonna bring you back on a little later on, and we'll. Uh, We'll go into some more sto stories and stuff like that, you know, and uh, going to, you know, talk a little more about uh, stuff that's happened through your career and everything. But uh, I appreciate you coming on tonight, JP, and um, thanks everybody for listening, and God bless.